Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where on each episode, we explore the many avenues of the great Disney universe. And so, as we were last episode, we are going to remain stuck in the Marvel universe. Why? Because they just keep giving us more. <laughs> and, yes. uh, yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. And um, so hopefully none of you people will either. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's part of the deal now. It's part of the deal. It's the whole <laughs> package and, uh, and everything else that's going to come along with all the other acquisitions that have been happening that I can't even begin to keep track of anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> they'll keep throwing movies and trailers out and, uh, and we'll keep watching them and commenting and we'll keep on them. Consuming. And, and <laughs> one day maybe somebody will make a roadmap of all this crap because I'm sure it's going to eventually intertwine somewhere, but that's well beyond <laughs> my knowledge of comics. I just want to be entertained. <laughs> so, Are you not entertained? Are you? That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home trailer dropped the other day or whenever it did. Yeah. Just in case you didn't know that Melanie is... Uh, been asked to sing the theme song for the movie so she's practicing we're very proud she's practicing. it's actually at the it not jumping all the way to the end of the trailer if you listen to the music at the end of the trailer it's like it's from there. the original yes it is mm -hmm. it absolutely is it absolutely is it most definitely is now i will start off by saying i did not see homecoming the first one so i don't have much to go on other than so i guess i should start this off also as well as we're going to throw the spoiler thing up on this one as well, as they did in front of the trailer. So, I mean, if you watched the trailer and you're listening to this, you already knew what happened during Endgame. If you listen to our Endgame episode, then obviously you uh, are up to speed on all that stuff. So, at this stage of the game, theaters the movie's been in the theaters for about three weeks, probably close to a month by the time you're hearing this. It's on you now if you haven't seen it. <laughs> so don't yell at us. <laughs> <laughs> Even the directors spoilers. lifted the ban. That's right. Yes. The directors lifted the ban. So uh, that's it. You're on your own, people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the trailer was pretty cool. I liked it. All right. Uh -huh. So is this the official beginning of phase four? I believe yes. so. Okay. Okay. It's phase four. I call it 2.0 because I think anything after Avengers is like the next incarnation like right. not everything's gonna follow timelines i don't know no, probably not like you so can't it really is phase the four. whole avengers thing into three for me it's just one right yeah, yeah. i agree so it's still in the universe but so peter parker and everybody after the defeat yeah. of thanos they're going on about their lives now you know it's yeah. close i mean it begins with the the trailer at least begins with peter parker mourning tony stark's death still and how yeah still well i mean it's fresh it, 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 it is yeah i don't know what the immediately i was after gonna say i don't funeral. 
Yeah, right. Oh, it does. I was going to say immediately after. Immediately the after. So he okay. is. All right, so it's he fresh. is in mourning. The, gotcha. It, the grief is fresh here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I mean, it comes out. The movie is is coming out on July second, so we're still very close to. I, I would even say, I mean, it's probably just a couple months later. I mean, I think we're he's moving in time with us. Right, it could and be. He's wearing Tony's sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> and the assumption is that somehow Peter Parker and all of his closest friends were among the snapped, correct? And that's why yeah. they're all still in high school? I believe. No. I don't know. Okay. Okay. We're trying to confirm who was snapped and who was not snapped, but I will say I don't think they were all snapped. Because they were on one of the late, late shows with one of the Jimmys, I think. I don't know which one. It was with... And they um, confirmed the plot hole. That it was Jimmy Kimmel. Snapped and, and some people were not snapped, but yet, yes, they are all still in high school. Yeah, I saw that. That <laughs> was pretty funny. Later. I watched so, like, that clip. You got it was, it. It was so pretty funny. We're, we're just suspending disbelief and going with it. Kind of like we always knew people would come back because they were going to ma- manipulate time in Endgame. We're just going to suspend disbelief and go with it. It's a comic book movie. I'm okay with it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not everything has to be proven or disproven. It just kind of is. It just is what it is. So, yeah, they're all back together. Who cares how they got back together as long as they're together? And so the, the thing is, is that we're thinking at this point, at least what the trailer is leading us to believe, is that Thanos is snapped created a multiverse yes i don't know how that's different from the sorcerer supreme's time threads because there are already multiple time threads going on i don't get what the difference is between multiple threads versus a multiverse i'm not that geeky i'm super (laughs) geeky but i'm not that geeky Yeah, yeah yeah i don't get the difference um because one would think that if there's multiple threads there's different things going on in each of those threads of time Versus this whole other multiverse. You're making my head hurt. I know, right? <laughs> it's crazy. So there's the snap created the multiverse and Jake Gyllenhaal, who's being presented as a good guy. Right. Initially. Yeah, I'm thinking that's not the case, but... <laughs> His name's Mysterio. Like... So Spider-Man goes on vacation to Europe, thus the far from home. <laughs> He's dodging calls from Nick Fury, which I think is hilarious. And that is just too. You can't ghost Nick Fury. That yeah, was great. Favreau's good, man. He's, I love <laughs> say Favreau. Say people don't like him for whatever reason, but he's good. I love him. I absolutely adore Favreau. He's good. But <laughs> So he goes to Europe. I don't even know which European country he's in. Now I don't that know I'm where they were going. Yeah. Europe. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> the, Europe. So they're in Europe, so he's far from home and has to deal with whatever's going on. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> but I will say, I was so, and you guys know me, I'm resistant to change. <laughs> I, don't no. like any, I don't like anything new. I really don't like anything new. And since I have become a mom, this is the third incarnation of Spider Man. Uh, yeah. Yes. Toby McGuire. Andrew Garfield and now Tom Holland. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> no, I agree really? with you. When I was a kid, Spider-Man was my favorite superhero, and I think I got mm-hmm. so sick of him being like reincarnated that when they said they were doing it again with Tom Holland, my first reaction was just, Ugh, Ugh. I don't need another one. <laughs> I know, but goodness gracious, God bless him. Tom Holland just works your way, works his way into your heart. Oh yeah, he's just, and I absolutely adore him. Didn't uh, Stan Lee say he's like the embodiment of who Peter Parker was supposed to be or something like that? I can imagine him uh, saying possibly, it. Possibly, I mean, yeah. I, I don't if, know if Stan Lee gives him the thumbs up, then how can you dislike it, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's something I, about his voice that, yeah. and the way he speaks that is so perfectly... It's like the most teenager incarnation. Right, right. It is. I mean, he's only 22 in real life, so right. he's a baby. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> no, for yeah, he for is. Real. He's, but mean, he always he's, just seems like he's genuinely having a good time. He like, does. You know, 
He'd be a fun guy to hang out with, I think. Oh, definitely. And it explains how all of the actual Avengers always had, like, that big brother slash fatherly affections towards him. Because, you yeah. know, he's old enough to be all of our kids. Right. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm like, okay. So that kind of explains the dynamic and why Tony felt the way he did about him. So, because at the time, Tony didn't have any kids. Right. No, he did not. And so it was... It, it was a good casting call. I mean, because sometimes you think, okay, anybody could have done this part or whatever. Yep. But Tom Holland is, I think, probably the only person that could make me come back around to enjoying Spider-Man. Because <laughs> I had already checked out on the Spider-Man story. Yeah, I didn't see any. I think I saw maybe the first one that, <coughs> excuse me, Toby McGuire did. And I was like, what the hell is this? So. Well, yeah. I think they were very smart in not doing another origin story. Yeah, you know, we yeah, we know where he, yeah. to see Every... Uncle Ben die again. Like, right, we know good. where he came it's... from. Yeah. yeah, and his character is so young that he doesn't need an origin story because he is right. at the beginning of his whole. The... Exactly. Yeah, and, and I think this Marissa Tomei, his better. aunt, was Marissa Tomei's his aunt is perfect. <laughs> yes, his aunt's not supposed to be his grandmother. No, right, exactly. No, I don't know. That's right. You know, it's supposed to be his aunt. That's and... right. Yep. I thought that was, and the whole flirting between Marcy Torme and John Favreau was pretty cute. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty sweet. So, well, and even with I, Tony in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, couch, yeah, that's right. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, hi. Yeah, so that, that's cute. <laughs> I'd, I'd I flirt with her, I too. Marcy Torme. <laughs> well, I might flirt with her. <laughs> She's adorable. She's adorable. So, what the hell? She really is. <laughs> so, so good casting, I think, has been the saving grace for Spider-Man because it would have been so easy for all of Marvel fans to just, like, we'd all did. We groaned and like, oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. But the casting, I think, really yeah. saved oh, that. Definitely. 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 Did anybody see the video in Disneyland this past week? So, no. yes. Cute. I did not. Okay. So, anybody listening who and RJ who has not seen this video on it's everywhere. It's on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. and Facebook. So over Disneyland, and I can't tell from the shot. It looks like California Adventure. Jessica, do you know where it was? Yep, it's in Hollywoodland. It's the spot where they always do the Marvel meet and greets. Okay. So there's Spider-Man. It looks like some cast member handlers who are over there from just a regular Marvel meet and greet, and. You know, people come up to Spider-Man and he takes his picture with them and he's like, you know, showing them superhero moves and kind of waving at people as they're walking by, you know, doing their California Adventure Day. And then he gets this group of people and he like does a bunch of different poses with them and pictures with them. And um, towards the end of it, the cast members, Zendaya and Jake Gyllenhaal and the other guy... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Peter yeah. Parker's right. best friend. Right. The guy I can never remember his name. Bless his heart. No. I, gather, I know. They all like run out from behind the building and they're like, hi, we're here too. And everybody's freaking out. <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, oh. and Spider-Man does, <clears throat> you know, the Vanna White thing like, ta-da, look, it's the cast of Spider-Man. And everybody's like clapping and cheering. Right. And then all of a sudden, Spider-Man takes off his, his face mask and it's Tom Holland. It was Tom Holland the whole time. I think that's adorable. That's, that's it was great. So adorable. It was fantastic. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you imagine just being there and it's just like your day and you're just taking a picture with Spider Man thinking it's a random cast member? Although I think by halfway through the video, you get that it's not just a random cast member because right. Tom Holland is a seriously good dancer and the moves he's doing are. <laughs> Very, very good. Although I will say the cast members there are super talented, so maybe I shouldn't say that. So just random some... aside, have y'all seen his lip sync battle? Oh with... yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Umbrella. He did. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, my kids love lip sync battle. So. <laughs> well, I mean, and my daughter was like, "That is." First off, she's eight, so she's like, "Is he dressed up like a girl?" Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. But he was more impressed by his gymnastics moves. Oh, yes. 
It's very hard. Very nice. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. You need to watch that before. But yeah, so I'm actually kind of excited. I mean, it's just, it's holiday weekend, or I'm not sure what's coming, what day the 4th of July is. I should know that. It's That's a my Thursday. Anniversary. <laughs> it's my anniversary. I should know that. <clears throat> but so it comes out on July 2nd. So it'll be a good holiday so weekend. That's a Tuesday. Movie. Oh, I guess because I of. I know. It'll I guess because Tuesday the holidays night. on the Thursday it comes out. Well, I guess I know what I'm doing that weekend. Well, and... It'll be a Wednesday release, but it'll be they'll release it that night before, like they always do. It wasn't streaming anywhere the first one, Homecoming, because I looked it up the it's other not? day. It's not. I'm like, sure it will no. be as it gets closer. I was shocked Why the because hell is it not? Ant Man and the Wasp is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah Ant Man is. Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. I mean, you can um, rent it from Amazon, but right, right. Let me check. If it's on HBO, I've got... It's not. See. I looked Where's there, my... too. It's not on HBO? Mm. No, no HBO, no Netflix, Amazon to rent, but not as part of Prime. Bastard. And I don't have Hulu, but... Oh, I can I check. I don't think it's on Hulu. Uh, I, I can I check Hulu, but I can check, but I don't know. Their movie selection isn't the greatest either sometimes. I was like, fine, I'll pay the $3, but I like, know, it's, yeah, it's, like it's been out for a while. It's been out for long enough that it should be streaming. <clears throat> I mean, Infinity War is finally streaming, I believe. Exactly. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Yeah, it is on I Netflix. Kind of when, is, when does the Disney one service? The, that's what I was when thinking. Maybe they're holding watched. that back. November, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's in the fall. Okay. It might Can just I... be the... Um, yeah. Spider-Man is on Hulu if you have the Stars add-on package. Uh, I think Star. I saw that when I was on Amazon. It's on Stars. So, so. so if you have Stars... Well, I'm already paying for watch. HBO. I'm not paying for Stars, too. No. <laughs> The only reason no, I and we have Showtime for free right now. We don't have stars for yeah. free. The only reason I had stars for that I paid for it was when I was trying to watch the uh, that Black Sales oh, uh, yeah. series, but that I never finished. So, see, I had it to try to watch Outlander for the same reason. <gasps> I love Outlander. Uh, I just couldn't finish it, and I was yeah. like, read it. I, I couldn't finish it. I did read the first one. There's a tent, like a thousand of them, right? I read the first one. <laughs> There's like seven or eight of them so far <laughs> all right so they're awesome so Sorry, read it. Right, we're way off i know we're way off and we've <laughs> re really talked about nothing about the trailer except for who's the characters are so i i, I don't know what the premise of it is i really honestly have no idea i i guess I jake, jake right? Hall. Like he's supposed to be mysterio i believe but it they make it seem like that they're kind of front like nick fury introduces them and they shake hands so i don't know if yeah. When does They're he supposed turn? Supposed to be friends, but he kind of comes off as a bad guy. I don't know. But I don't know the whole like. like I don't know the background guy. on Mysterio. Like I don't know who he is in the grand scheme of things. Was yeah. he a bad guy? Was he somebody that Spider Man always fought? I, I don't thought, know. I thought like uh, Doc Ock was his main guy, and and uh, some other weirdo. I don't know. Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Yeah. So I, I don't honestly I have no idea what Mysterio is or how he is or, or what he's how he's supposed think to they're play. leaving the Green Goblin in the past. Okay, probably so yeah. They did make a statement in the trailer. Doesn't Nick Fury say, "Are you going to be the next Iron Man or something yes. like that?" Something to that effect. How do we feel about the fact that Nick Fury is trying to pass this on to a seventeen-year-old kid, as opposed to Falcon or? Any of the uh, war machine, even right? Um, why? Why is I don't he coming to pressure this kid? Maybe, Maybe he just Tony meant that him? in more of like a, a metaphorical thing of right. Because it seems like he was having hesitations about actually trying to do the whole saving thing. Because right. yeah. there was a line like, "Every time I do this, my friends get in trouble, or get in, or I get my friends into the trouble with me, yeah. or whatever." So I, maybe he's a little apprehensive of trying to take it on on his own. And then you hear like the Mysterio or whoever his the other guy's character is saying in the background about you sometimes you have to make sacrifices to save the world or do this and then sometimes those sacrifices mean you die you know it's like a whole yeah. back and forth thing so who, I, I don't know I don't think he's meaning it I didn't take it as he's like, meaning it for him to right to like put on the suit and okay now you're the next Iron Man because Tony's gone I don't think that's the and that would to me that wouldn't make any sense but I don't know but that there, there needs to be Fury another... and his emotional manipulation. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. He's real good at that. He and is. the fact that he's using it on a kid. Yeah. I mean, right. it's one thing with Tony Stark, who's a full-fledged adult. And, didn't, and, and has know. life experience. Right. And kind of didn't deal with it. Any, but you he's know, manipulating whatever. a kid right. yeah. in grief. In grief. Right. In grief. Yeah. So I, I don't want to think ill of it, ill of that period until I see the scene in context. Right. But he's he, always been a little gray. Well, yeah, yeah. he has. Nick grown. Fury? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, he's a dark character, but... Yeah. Good so, he has his own agenda, which yes. I think needs its own... Movie. Exploration. <laughs> because we just keep seeing bits and pieces, pieces of, of him. Nick Fury. Yeah. We need I'd to like know to the... We need the whole history because of that whole. He seems to be shemang. the puppet master of all of this, and yeah, we need more. And maybe with Captain, will. and maybe with Captain Marvel, we will. And I think that's one thing with Captain Marvel that I'm sort of intrigued about is we will get more Nick Fury backstory because we all know how I feel about Captain Marvel. Right. Right. Um, I'm sorry, Captain Marvel. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. I wanted to like you so much. Oh well. <laughs> but I am excited about seeing more of Nick Fury. So. Yeah. If that's how that has to come about, then that's how that has yeah. to come about. He always has some and good lines, though. <laughs> He's got some good one-liners. <laughs> so wow. we'll we'll see how Nick Fury plays into this new MCU 4.0 or wherever we are now, yeah. but, and why he's in Europe. <laughs> yeah, phase phase next. I mean, did he just like jump on some aircraft and follow Peter Parker? That's kind of stalkerish. But well, he tried calling him and he home. didn't answer the phone. So what that else are you gonna true. do? That's you very true. You don't answer the phone, he's gonna follow you and dart your friend in the neck <laughs> so he can talk to you privately. <laughs> what the hell? Heart. It's, it's Nick Fury, mother effer. You can't mess with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Nick Fury's um, sidekick girl. What's her name? Hall Hill. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Yeah. Yes. She's gonna be in the movie because yes. I saw her out on the talk show circuit. No, she is. Yeah. She's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So oh, she is. Have, okay. Good. Have yes. they hinted about this new villain at all, or is he kind of out of left field? Because I don't remember ever hearing anything about this guy. What the like fire, in previous movies? The fire guy. Mysterio. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I've heard the name because I know from the comics he was a character, but like I said before, I don't know where he fits in, what his deal is, or any of that stuff. Seems like he'd be more of a Doctor Strange villain, but. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. He, I comes really across, don't. but we'll see. I, I don't know any backstory. I don't read the yeah, comic I don't. books, so yeah, yeah not so a comic. I girl. guess we'll find so out. I take the MCU as it comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I'm not going to dive into this one either. Just <clears throat> it looks like it's going to be a fun movie to watch, and I'll just go with that, and I'm sure I'll enjoy Absolutely. it when I go see it, and I'll be cool with that. So I guess we'll all wait and see in the next two months, month and a half, and we'll be talking about that. Yes, we will. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I did over, so I guess we can stay on the somewhat of the movie subject. I did, and I forgot to mention it, well, because we talked about Endgame last time, but just even in general, I saw uh, Dumbo in the theaters after I saw Endgame. With the, what did you think? Oh, with all the kids and everything else. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That you know says what I mean? A lot right there. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I didn't. It's. It was never one of my favorite <laughs> animated movies. I mean, I. You know, I enjoyed the scenes that nobody else cared for. Pink elephants on parade and the crows were the best part of any of the of the Dumbo animated feature. And it's all the stuff that they're taking out of the Disney Plus one for, or whatever the nonsense right. is with that. Um, so I. I went into it not really caring about it. I mean, the kids wanted to see it. It was my niece's birthday. That's what she kind of wanted to see in the theater. Um, so that's what we went and did. I, uh, You know, I don't know. I, I thought the best... Um, Alan Arkin was the best part of the whole goddamn movie. I, I can't even lie. He was His character towards the end as the banker guy or whatever he was was great. And Keaton Not was, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> you know what? Danny DeVito's Danny DeVito in every movie. And he was good yes. for his part. But he didn't. He didn't do anything that I haven't seen him do before. He was, you know, a, a lesser version of the Penguin, uh, and Michael Keaton's friggin' Michael Keaton. But he was good too. I mean, I don't know. It's just the story was just. 
I kind of, I guess I get where they were trying to go, but I just didn't understand, I don't know, you know, the one-armed dude as the dad and coming back from the, I, I don't know, the story was not, I don't know. I just think I some like stuff... we talked about it was the one we were not excited for at all. No. Right? Like when we went through the list of... Right. To be made real life, whatever. Well, and, and I think what we said about like Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and even the Jungle Book to some extent is the reason they worked is because they offered something a little bit new or different mm-hmm. to catch our interest. And nothing about the trailer, at least for Dumbo, indicated to us that there was anything different. That... No. Right. Would you say that was true having seen it, that it wasn't different, or, or was it? I mean, it was different because it didn't follow the story exactly, and there was elements that it... And I don't know, I just found... I just wasn't... I mean, I watched it, but it just was. It wasn't doing anything for me. Like, I, you know, the, the things that made me laugh made me laugh just because they were funny, but other than that, I walked out of the theater, I was like, all right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get but that there was hour, no magic. hour and a half back. There was no magic. I, I mean, I liked how they incorporated the pink elephants on parade scene they kind of did it as like uh, a magic trick during the circus act with with them blowing bubbles and it kind of resembled like the elephant shapes and everything and they had like the song kind of playing as like a calliope type thing so that was kind of cool how they put it in there but uh, other than that I just I don't know I didn't feel there was a need for it it wasn't I don't even remember how it did how it was doing it was it doing terribly I couldn't even believe it was still in the theater once Endgame hit Mm. Um, you know. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. What was the need for it? I just didn't see, and I didn't see any of the other live action ones, which I know we've talked about before. I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. I started Cinderella, but I couldn't get all the way through it, and I did not <laughs> see the Jungle Book. And the Jungle Book was the one I think I wanted to see out of all of them because I just I liked the cast better. I like Christopher Walken, so I, I, I mean, I just for the sake of having some content now that Dumbo is the kind of I guess the first one I've seen out of all those. I have to have some content. I mean, Aladdin, I have a vested interest in just because of the music and stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not going into that with high expectations either. Right. I'm sure the parts that everybody knows are kind of going to be good, but what are they doing with the rest of the story? Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. To me, like, with that movie, like, all right, Will Smith is the genie. He's he's funny. He's a good comedian. He's He's had some good movies. Hopefully he, you know, captures the spirit of... of the genie. You, of the genie mm-hmm. as Robin Williams played it. I know you're never going to recreate it and you shouldn't copy it. you got to make it your own. But there is stuff that has to make you remind you that this is a genie and this is a character that somebody else brought to life and gave him what everybody loves about him. You can put your own spin on it. That's fine. That's what actors do. But I don't want him to turn it in and make it like, okay, like Will Smith is now the new genie and not Robin Williams anymore. I don't right. care that it's different format being animated versus... Cause it pretty much is animated. I mean, all it is is Will Smith's head. The rest of it is all CGI. <laughs> you know, unless he's is has is in a form where he has legs, which I don't know if they're doing that at the end of the movie or not. But I don't know. To me, the most important part is uh, you know the the guy who was playing Jafar didn't look like he was that mean or sinister. I mean, right. you're, you're you're making a live action film. You can make the bad guys a little meaner and and badder. <laughs> you know. I see a parrot flying around, but it's probably not going to be a talking Gilbert Gottfried Iago, which is very disappointing. So I'm already not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, my priorities are not who the main characters are. I need the secondary characters to be on point. Well, <laughs> and that, that's par for the course. And the uh, and the Prince Al, the, the Prince Ali music number in scene better be goddamn exact to the movie because there's no reason to change that that, ship, <laughs> that thing was perfect except for maybe the CGI budget man don't get your hopes up too high yeah no I know <laughs> I know Ooh. yeah what are you gonna oh, whatever whatever I mean it is it's gonna be what it's going to be like I said I'm not gonna I don't go into this stuff with high hopes anymore so all we can do is find out what happens when we watch it in the theater and commented on it here as well <laughs> that's that's out soon right that's before that's next month isn't it june i think so beginning it's of june gotta I think. Be soon. yeah because the trailers were all over for uh i think endgame and for uh yeah because i think it yeah. goes and for it dumbo dumbo aladdin lion king is that the order yeah. of the live action oh yeah so. lion king yeah 
See, Lion King, they didn't show anything about. We got one on Endgame, I think. A Lion King trailer. Was it? There might have been. Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty we, sure We've I seen did. Lion King trailers. It's no, I know I've seen it. It must be. Those are the last two movies I've seen in the theaters. Those last two. So. Huh. Interesting. I don't remember it, though. I don't remember it doing So maybe it. we'll see Will Smith walking around Disney California Adventure oh, soon. Christ. Oh, that could Can be you fun. Imagine? <laughs> <laughs> it's, if you don't notice that that's him, because he's not having a mask on, then there's problems. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know. I don't think... I try not to say too much about the live-action remakes because they're clearly... Like, we were talking about the NBA experience earlier the, before we started recording. Clearly, these remakes are not targeted to me. No, they're not. <laughs> my they're not my kids are older. I, I am... You know, I was their target demo when they were out as animated features. Right. So... But, uh, I don't even know who they're trying to target for because are they trying to win new people over to these movies? Because I don't know who's going to go into this who's not seen the not animated seen. animated versions and be like, oh my god, this know. is so much better. Well, I think there's a lot of people that are like have little kids and they want their little kids to experience the new one the way they did. And I think Disney's under the impression that the 2D animation isn't good enough for them. So they have to make it like bigger and you know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's the only I thing I can like, think of. I feel like CGI my kids are the target action. audience. Like my five and eight, like they're the the target audience because, like you were saying, Jessica, I I was the '90s kid, right? So that those yeah. are my memories, those are my childhood. Yeah, and me so too. Yeah, I'm supposed to want to share that with my children, and I do, but at home on the couch watching right. the original. Yeah, watch yeah. <laughs> hey, for me, child I of don't the think '90s, we're the norm. <laughs> But I'm also a child of the 90s. Like, The Little Mermaid came out my freshman year. And then there, you know, it was Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Lion King came out, I think, my freshman year of college. So I am that 90s kid, too. Yeah. But I think I'm a little on the older side because my kids have passed the prime for these remakes. They're like, yeah. They're like, right. Bob, that's not. I mean, my kids want to see Endgame. My kids want to see. Right. Detective Pikachu and Deadpool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's where my kids are. So they've kind of missed the little sliver of 90s yeah. kids here where those were, you know, we were really excited to see those in the movies, even though we were teenagers at the time. We were the same age my kids are now. We were excited to see those in the movie theater. Oh, my kids just aren't there anymore. So no. that's why I'm like, I, I don't want to hate on it because I, I love Will Smith. I think he's a hoot. No, I, so, I do too. I just, you know, I don't know. It's just hard. It's hard when so you have something that's so iconic. It is. That's kind of why I'm a little, I'm not going to say anything about The Lion King because The Lion King was so blooming iconic for me. Yep. You know, Jeremy yep. Irons, the scar. Yep. Holy cow. Oh, so yeah. So I'm trying to step back and, you know, because like we said, my, my initial reaction, same with same as with Spider-Man, I, I'm going to like, why are we redoing this? It was why great. Yeah, why right, are we doing right, this right. again? We've already done this. Too, all... Even if my kids are the target target audience, they're still young enough that live action doesn't interest them. Mm-hmm. You know, they still want cartoons. My five year old wants a cartoon. Right. He doesn't want right, to see right. a real lion beating up you. another real lion. Well, hey, so, listen. I'm, is there I'm, like a sliver of ten to twelve year olds that they're maybe. trying to capture? I don't know. I'm with uh, your uh, I'm with your five year old and I'm 42. I'd rather see a cartoon. <laughs> I, oh, my kids will actually still watch The Lion King, the animated, and Lilo and Stitch and things like that that are timeless. Yeah. So I'm wondering if these are going if these live actions are going to be a fad of the two of the 20 teens, and then or will they stay the test time? In 20 years, will kids still want to watch these live action remakes? I don't or see CG, or CGI blended remakes. I don't see them years, having. I don't see them having the repeatability because I don't think they're going to be other than the scenes and the things that everybody knows from the like the music numbers and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the in between scenes are going to be that memorable. That. You know what I mean? Like the whole movie, The Lion King, The Little Mermaid, back to front are great. The scenes in between, the songs that everybody knows, and and the plot and everything is 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 good. Right. These movies, I feel like the stories that they try to enhance or change a little bit 
to either bring it not modernize it isn't the word because they're all time pieces if you know they all take place at certain periods of time mm-hmm. so I, do you I don't think know they're trying to appeal to the adults who loved the originals I and think, do you think so. they're trying to appeal to us because we want more plot and I, less I think musical? they're trying I think they're trying to make it grown up because we're grown up now and they figure if you have to go and uh and watch a Disney movie or an animated movie. Let's 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 next let's plus it. Let's let's take it the next step. I, I I don't know. I honestly don't know what the reasoning is and what the thought process is behind these. Other than maybe we can make money with them again. I'd rather yeah, just. I was re- about to ask that. I'm like wondering how successful. I mean, financially, have they been? Like, what are they putting into these movies? And then, what is the box office and mm-hmm. DVD sales on them? Are they? lucrative enough for them to keep this live action train going i honestly short term short term they're successful but then think about cinderella that came out in 2015 and everyone's already forgotten about it right i mean nobody talks about that anymore no and there's zero rewatchability on that once you've seen it once you're like okay you're done i got it right yeah same with the maleficent movies I'd rather them re-release <laughs> the animated features back in the theaters is what I'd honestly rather them do. Yeah, to they me, did that makes... with Beauty and the Beast a while ago, and it was awesome. To me, mm-hmm. that makes more sense. Like that, I would get excited about taking my like, kids. Do the you know, on a digital of them Yes, on a digital screen with with great audio, and not all grainy. Sound. Could you imagine a Little Mermaid on like a digital screen, like nice, <gasps> enhanced and everything? Oh, Freaking be phenomenal. Yes, that would be great. That would be phenomenal. But you know, you know, we're, we're the. Uh, and they used to I do think we're that the minority with stuff like that. No, yeah. Well, I don't know. They would we're... release them. They would do a theatrical release. I remember going to see Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in the movie theater in the eighties. It was the late eighties. Yes. When they did re-release of Snow White, and they would do that with the classics. Yeah. And it was like, but now they're almost like their own direct competition. They can't do that. Right. No, I know. I know. It's true. And then, you know, they keep those movies under lock and key, or they used to for a while, which ones were in a vault and which ones didn't see here, you know, when they were doing all the, when DVDs were huge and box sets and diamond editions and everything else. Yeah. So it was, uh... And that's why I always wish, and I don't know, because I don't really pay attention to that big AMC theater in Disney Springs. Did they play classic Disney movies? No. On the big screen uh-huh. there? No. It's just, it's new releases. What a, just a movie what a missed it's opportunity. It's just a movie theater, yeah. What a missed opportunity. You're in Walt Disney World. Right. Especially on bad weather days. Yeah, but you know what? They're not making enough at much money when you're sitting in there for an hour and a half when you could be out in the world of Disney buying all that stuff from that movie. That's probably the logic that, behind but that. That would actually be a draw for me if I knew oh, in sure. June that they were going to be playing a certain movie. Or a certain and I group could tweak of my movies. vacation by a week or so or yeah, exactly or more like a film festival there's like 20 there's like 20 screens in there so if they were playing like all the, the all the the renaissance classic movies you know from from little mermaid up through whatever pick any year up through pocahontas, pocahontas or, or something mulan. like that yeah pocahontas mulan kind of ended that right hercules that era so if they're going to mm-hmm. play like that that chunk of 12 years in those mm-hmm. movies you kidding me? I'd totally plan a vacation around that so, just to go watch them exactly. on a big screen. That could be the draw to get you there. Kind of like, you know, any other, you know, flower and garden festival is just the thing to get you there. It doesn't, right? you know. So I could see myself saying, okay, the, this movie, if they put Sword in the Stone on the big screen. Oh, man. That'd be are fantastic. Are you kidding me? A I giant have never Mad seen Mad that Mim? on the big screen. <gasps> That'd be awesome. Marvelous Mad Mad of Mim. The duel oh. in 3D or duel IMAX in... or something. Oh, hell yeah. <sighs> or Robin Hood in 3D. Oodle-a-doodle-a. Oh, Adrian would faint. Now you're speaking. Adrian would be <laughs> dead. <laughs> Can you imagine Sir Hiss in his balloon yes. going across the screen so in 3D? Oh. The, the whole or sliding on the zip line. The whole, oh the whole archery scene where Lady Cluck's leading a football team around the rhinos. Imagine that. <laughs> In, ster- oh, yeah. in stereophonic chicka chicka waka 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 70s soundtrack sound. I that would be fantastic. Plan a trip to Disney World around to that specifically. Yes. So that's, you know, hotel stays, park tickets, and yes, I would spend a day at Disney Springs doing that, but that's not all I would do. No, because right. we would make it a Disney Explorers movie fan event and we'd all dress up as characters and it would be ridiculous. Yes. And- 
Yes. <laughs> Come on, Disney, make it happen. Make it happen. They, there's 20 movie theaters in that place. There's 20, Come and there's on. and there's four of us that really want it to happen. Yeah, I know. And think of like the four tickets you could sell to this. That's right. <laughs> All four tickets. That's 40 bucks. And maybe some Come of them. Come on, Disney, family. bring our kids. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> would they're we? right. We would, would we? Yeah. It depends. If they don't get this done for ten more years, then I don't have to worry about bringing my. Adrian can bring her kids. Right. Oh my gosh. Adrian's kids are better behaved than my kids. They're probably so better behaved. They're better behaved than me. No, that's probably yes. That's true. Oh gosh. Oh, man. So. Come on, Disney, make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really do wish that. that they're hot. I mean, the movie Empire is what Walt Disney World and Disneyland were based on. Right. You know, yeah. Kind oh, of absolutely. finding, integrating these movies into a real life experience. Why what? can we not take that and go see some of these movies that we'll never see on the big screen? Put them on the big screen. But think about it in this in this respect. And so I just thought about this. So when, mm-hmm. and I know it's 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 different. Because I can, re- I'll relate it back to when they reissued the um, the original Star Wars movies. So when they were before they were doing the prequels, they re-released A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi uh-huh. all in the theaters. And me and my wife and my buddy ran and got advance tickets and saw them all either opening night and I think we saw a couple of them multiple times before the prequels uh-huh. started. That was my introduction to Star Wars. So. Now, this is not the same because these these uh, live-action remakes are not um, continuations of the story. They're a different interpretation. But right. I, it, for marketing purposes, you get people hyped up. All right, so Lion King's coming out. Do like two weeks of, of in what, select theaters. It doesn't have to be everywhere. Major locales and maybe some other places of of the animated feature of the Lion King with the uh-huh. trailer of the new one before it and whatever other nonsense you want to throw in there maybe some <laughs> some director or uh <clears throat> make it like a fan festival type thing or whatever sing along no not a sing along like have some of the actors who who did the voiceovers maybe make some comments or some nonsense like that before or after the film and then two weeks the new film comes out and you go and you see that and maybe you have a re a rekindled interest in all right oh man, i love that i just saw that in a the theater let me go check this one out I, I i don't know i mean people i think people are going to go see it no matter what but there's definitely right they definitely have to know that it's not something that it's a i don't know what the numbers were for any of those ones that came out previously but they could not have been <clears throat> they could have not made a killing on all of them maybe they have i don't know they keep doing it so i i, I don't know i'm just trying to think of something different because like i'm not running to the theater I mean, to see you- any of them if you say Jungle Book, which movie are you thinking about right now? Are you thinking well, I'm the thinking animated? Of the animated because you're thinking the animated because it lasts. It's got staying power. And you know what? I've, for me, and John Favreau, you know, as good of a job as he did with it, and as much as I love John Favreau, I don't really even think about the live action slash CGI remake. No, it, because, I mean, and, and, even if it's good, it's. And that's the, and that's the reason right there because you just said it in what you called it the live action CGI remake. There's nothing that's yeah. there's nothing that's going to convince me now. Listen, I don't take anything away from the people who make that stuff because I can't do right. anything on a computer except what I'm doing now. You can't draw on it. And I can't make stuff at it. And that's a whole art for itself. And I know you need to draw to be able to do that. But to for back in the original day, the people who were making those movies and hand painting that stuff cell by cell and and the artwork that was the layout of all that, of all the scenery and stuff, that that rings more to me than than the CGI stuff. I mean, the CGI stuff is cool and it's fresh and it's crisp, but those painted backgrounds though, on those like, original movies is beautiful. I mean, you can't because in addition to painting the scenes and making the music, they were creating the story. Yeah. So they had more of themselves in it because they were creating the story. They were bringing this story, even though it was Rudyard Kipling's, they were bringing this to life where again, as good of a job as John Favreau and his team did with the remake, the story was already there. 
Right. They didn't add anything. It seems like I it's mean, missing the heart part of it. A little bit, yeah. You know? I just... And, and, and again, not to take away from the animators. No, they, right. No, not at all. It's an art form, but this, the movie itself, if I had the... I, I wouldn't even buy the remake. I, I'd watch no. it on Netflix and be done with it, where I have the Jungle Book sitting on my shelf. Yep, and it too. comes out from time to time. Yep. It seems to me, and this may be a harsh way to describe it, because I've not seen them in their entirety, but after watching the Dumbo one, these mm-hmm. movies come across as very cold. Because they all seem like like the... the now, I know the Dumbo is a, a, Tim a sad story a Tim or whatever. Burton aesthetic, though, too. And I, like, and I like Tim Burton's other films. I loved Alice in Wonderland. I liked. I didn't see the second Again, one, but I loved that movie. Cinematography, yeah. Yeah. So, but it seemed like the Jungle Book was a very dark film, like not mm-hmm. not the content of it, but how it was filmed. Cinderella was, well, from what I saw, it was very dingy and dark. It didn't. Maybe the ballroom scene was bright or whatever, but it just didn't seem. <laughs> I don't know. Like those, the animated films are bright and vivid, and yes, there's the the dark parts and this with the villain. Uh, parts of it, but other than that, it's not like these whole movies are like just the whole. It reminds me of the the backlot tour when they were talking to when Robin Williams and Walter Cronkite are talking about setting the scene. It's, it gives you the aura of foreboding because you're on the ship uh-huh. and it's a dark scene and and it's eerie music they and the thunder and the, the lightning. And I'm like, holy shit, this is what it is. <laughs> they so take one of the know, classic songs and they slow it down. Turn some of the major chords into minor chords. Yes. And make it sound broody and dark. Right. And, yes. You know. Yeah, because like okay. the, ba- the baby mind because song was like, I was like, what the hell is this? It was weird. I don't know. It didn't do Gothic. anything for me. And no, it wasn't even gothic. It was like ukulele. I don't know. The, the, oh, that one? Okay. I didn't. The gothic one wasn't in the movie. I thought I've heard a gothic one. Maybe there, that was somebody else's take on it. I don't it know. It seemed like it was going to be eerie like they did with... Once Upon a Dream, but I liked that. That might be what I'm thinking. Of. I liked the Once Upon a Dream that Lana Del Rey because it did. was original. When they the first few times they did it, you're like, oh, this is really cool, and then they did it again, right? And then they did it again. It was so <laughs> haunting, but it fit that movie. I liked Maleficent. I know I I, I enjoyed just... that film. I thought that one was done. I liked it, and I'm not an Angelina Jolie fan. I do not care it's for her at all. They didn't retell Sleeping Beauty. No, they told her part of the movie right so it was somewhat of an original deal um but i didn't like i like i forget about melissa maleficent because it's not really a remake it's it's a new story come to you know for the most part i guess so anyway i don't know <laughs> i don't know um so i um so since we're on this the the remake part i can segue qu- quickly into into the uh, remakes that they've been doing on as shows, as live action shows, being the Broadway musicals that they've adapted for many of these uh, films. So I, my wife and I had the opportunity on uh, last week um, through an auction at school, we were able to go see Frozen on Broadway. Um, we are fortunate enough to live in a part of Connecticut. We're an hour train ride away from New York City. So uh, when time and money allow... We try to uh, go there for that. I, I honestly have no other business going to New York City other than to go do stuff like that because I'm just not a fan of it. But uh, so yeah, so we went to see this uh, this show, and um, I had no idea what to expect. I had heard it was great. Anybody I knew who had seen it said it was phenomenal. Um, I have seen had seen The Lion King on Broadway. I've seen Beauty and the, Beauty and the Beast, and I. And we have seen Aladdin. We took the kids a couple of years ago uh, for Christmas to see Aladdin. I've loved all of them. Lion King being my favorite only because just the freaking props and the way they do it. It's just insane. Um, But anyway, so Frozen was fantastic. They did a really, really good job with kind of telling the story in a different way. This is almost like... um, it's almost like Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2, where the first film is kind of how Woody's seeing what's going on, and he's, you know, Buzz is new, and, and and so on and so forth. And then from the other, and then Toy Story 2, it's the other way around, where, you know, Buzz is trying to get everything back to normal and pull Woody away from, 
the Roundup Gang and everything else. So that's kind of how, vi- like, you know, we all know how Frozen is, the, what it was. It tells the story and uh, her empowerment and being free and being true to herself and everything else. This, the, the way they structure the play is, it's it's a lot of, um, it's a lot from, like, Anna's side. Which is great because I liked her as a character better anyway. I mean, the Elsa thing was great. I understood it all, the powerfulness and and, her, and everything. And the message is, is great and all, but I enjoyed the Anna character much more, even in the animated film. I just liked her quirkiness and her being different and comfortable with herself, a lot like Rapunzel. <clears throat> Those are the characters I enjoy the most. Um, so in the play, this, I mean, and, and, the, and the woman or girl who played her was phenomenal. So was the little girl that played young Anna. She was absolutely adorable and absolutely amazing. I don't know how old she actually is, but she was fantastic. Um, the play was really, really good. The stuff that they added extra, some of the songs were okay, and some of them were really, really good. There was this whole scene with Oaken at his trading post and it was I can't even begin to explain it because you just kind of have to see it maybe there's there's probably not YouTube videos of it but it was just this whole scene of with the family and uh, and his back and forth banter with Kristoff and it was really really well done it was a whole new song that he sung it was friggin and the humor was great almost kind of poking fun of itself in kind of a way so it had that feeling of the the sing-along show, like with the historians, there was some of that, but like it, it was really, really well done. I really, um, if if anybody ever gets a chance to see it, if you're ever up in New York City, I would. It's it's worth the the money to go and and try to check it out. Uh, it's a small, intimate theater. There's no bad seats. It's not one of the huge, bigger theaters like where Lion King is now, and I believe Aladdin. It's actually the theater it's in was the original Lion King theater before they built the new one for it uh, up the street. So. But it was a really, really good show. We enjoyed ourselves. It was a lot of fun. Um, so that's that's that. Segue from that. <laughs> it's how live action should be done. Actual live action. It, you're uh, you're 100% <laughs> right. The scene changes were great. The way they had Elsa's dress fly off during that during the Let It Go scene was was it was really well done. The the effects were great. Um, it was a really, really fun, fun show to go and see. It really, really was. Really, really was. So, I don't know. That's all I got. Is Milford, is he here? What's he going to talk about? I saw him jump yep, on. Yeah, I'm here. He, I'm here. Yeah, I don't know if you want to chat about that or we can do it next to whatever. No, I can do it real quick. There wasn't a whole lot uh, to talk about. Okay. Uh, so, May 1st, I was heading down for a travel agent conference with Key to the World. So I went down a day early since May 1st was the 30th anniversary of Hollywood Studios. Um, they announced quite a bit of stuff. Uh, there's a new restaurant coming to Toy Story Land, mm-hmm. which is called... Woody's Lunchbox. Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Oh, that's right. Lunchbox is the one that's oh, there. Woody's Lunchbox right. is already there. Yeah, I'm going to shut up now. I actually <laughs> ate at Woody's Lunchbox. It wasn't too bad, actually. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Um... So they had the normal fair of, you know, 30th anniversary merchandise, which I didn't get any of because by the time I got to the park, because I flew in that morning, uh, there was already a three-hour line. So Ugh. I went and enjoyed the little bit of entertainment they had for the opening, which they had a, a whole parade of characters going back years. I mean, there's characters in there I haven't seen in the park for years. Nice. A lot of the Robin Hood characters. Um, They've been at the front of the Magic Kingdom for the birthday stuff, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Aristocats. Nice. Um, What was the other one that I thought was... um, Oh, Pinocchio. And a lot of the, you know, odd characters that you don't normally see from Pinocchio. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. Uh, after that, they had a little, you know, stage talk and announced the new, the lo- the new logo. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the new logo. It was yep. already on the arch that morning. It's fairly boring. It, it's okay. It's pretty boring, but you know, it's got Mickey in it and Woody and BB-8. Yeah, so. BB-8. <laughs> and it pretty much just says Disney's Hollywood Studios. Runs the gambit. Yeah. <laughs> of characters. So, 
the cool thing they did was that night was a, I'm going to butcher this, after hours special event. So yeah. I bought the extra ticket, $137 to stay an extra three hours. <laughs> Been there. Well, I did that because they did premiere at, they did the uh, Star Wars fireworks. And then after that, they premiered the new Wonderful World Animation Show. Ooh. Well, they also did it later at park closing after the After Hours event as well at like 1245. (laughs) So we stayed and watched that one because one, it was less crowded. And two, while everybody else was watching the one that was earlier, we were riding rides. Right. Yeah. As you should. Cool. Yeah. And the new, the new uh, wonderful world of animation story is actually pretty cool. Uh, they actually did a uh, live broadcast of it that night. Oh yeah, uh, nice. they pretty much got animation from about every animated movie that Disney has done. Oh nice. Uh, and they and they kind of group things together. So you got the villains, you got the heroes, you got kind of the friendly characters. Um kind of all together okay and they kind of cycle through that a couple times wow. um but it was pretty cool and then it's of course coupled with lasers and fireworks and uh, all that good stuff on the front of the uh uh the theater the chinese theater when does um, it premiere officially it started that night oh okay oh okay cool yeah it started every night that night so uh, what else am I missing? Like I said, I didn't buy any of the merchandise because I wasn't going to wait three and a half hours in a line to buy merch. Nope. It'll be in that the outlet in a couple crazy. of months. Yeah, it's probably the next day like they did with the Epcot 35. You can yeah. still buy it. Fools. So they did say that in spring of 2020, the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will open. Okay. Yeah. What is taking so long? Which I don't think we had heard a date for that. Whoa. It was supposed to be fall. Yeah, I'm being told that whole ride mechanism is being replaced. The it's track not, system is not working track, out. It's going to be like no. Ratatouille, right? Right, it's going to be like Ratatouille. It's all a trackless system, but it's a smaller track than what the great movie ride was, obviously. So they basically gutted the building and started over, from what I understand. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Just RJ I'm not so hear. I'm not so thrilled about it either because I like the great movie right they just needed to update the movie well uh, I just it's well it's ridiculous that they uh started you know you have something that far along and then it's it seems like you know and then you you're wasting your money because then they got to tear the whole thing out so that leads me to believe like okay so now the second coming it is because they want to get the thing open is is where is it's going to where is it going to be cheated and half assed to get it done right. how many how many cardboard cut out sceneries are there going to be now instead of nice <laughs> not that they do full scale uh scenes in any of these rides anymore anyway with moving things and i don't know whatever it'll be what it's going to be <laughs> Kesarasara, I guess. Right. <laughs> Don't get RJ started. He's tired. <laughs> so I know I wasn't here earlier for the Spider-Man discussion, but I just want to say I told you also. Which part? Which part? I don't remember. About about the tear in the dimension. Oh, oh yes. Oh, that's the part we said hurt our head. Yeah, yeah Melanie tried explaining I... it, and we all kind of just had our mouths open. <laughs> drooling yeah they tore a <laughs> hole in the dimension i said that at the end of the end of end game and i'm like yeah this is where this is going they're gonna come back and gonna have to fix something so but spider-man starts up the whole new phase so the whole next phase okay. so that'll be good yeah definitely uh-huh. and i heard rumor this week that wolverine is actually a part of this phase so that should be interesting yeah too. you know i saw something that there was a picture when I was watching the trailer, one of like the next up things on this on the that YouTube puts on the side, there was you know a couple other people that reviewed the trailer, and then there was a thing about Phase Four and had a picture of Spider Man, um, Wolverine, and I forget who the third uh, uh, hero Fantastic was. Four. No, yeah, it, wasn't... it should be one person from the Fantastic Four as well. Maybe it was. 
Maybe it was. I didn't pay close attention to it. I know I can go back onto the playlist and see what it was. But it struck me as weird. I was like, oh boy. I was like, why is Wolverine in there? I'm like, oh god, they play. I know nothing about any of those characters. Great. Okay, but <laughs> how do you replace Hugh Jackman? Or do you make I him? Do I you never saw him? any of those, so I have. I don't know. As he said, he's not going to do it. Logan was his last one, I thought. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know yeah. zero. I know money talk, zero money talks and bullshit walks, yeah. That's right. Yeah, they're making... Yeah, Harrison Ford's going to be Indiana Jones again, which shouldn't happen, but... Right. They're somehow dragging him along again. Yeah, I thought the whole point of the fourth one was they were going to hand over the keys to the other guy. Shia LaBeouf, yeah. But, oh, God, I mean, well, they gave it him he kind of self-imploded, so... It, it didn't have to go to him, but they could have picked somebody else. Right. <clears throat> Anyway, I digress. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, just, I know. Yeah, I just wanted to say. I just wanted to say. I told you so. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yep. All right. Well. Thank you for that, Mr. Milford. Glad you enjoyed it. Glad you got a chance to go down there. It's always fun catching those events, even even though it seems like they don't do anything super major. But you know, we do have the fiftieth coming up in a couple of years so I'm sure that'll be a major ridico party and they'll oh, pull I'm sure. they'll pull out all the stops for that and it'll be uh well I'm hoping they pull out the 18 month celebration again so everybody oh, I'm gets sure to I'm sure it will be I'm sure it will be oh. it, it'll be it'll be crazy it'll be crazy oh so well how long we'll did see. they do the 60th at Disneyland oh that, that, that went on forever right 18 yeah. months or so I think they even extended that <laughs> They used to do all that stuff for 18 months. Like, the Cake Castle was there for 18 months. Yeah. The 20th. I think as far back as, like, the... The Millennium. The 10th centen- the Even, like, the 10th anniversary and stuff like that, when you go back and listen to some of these... Uh, they they definitely did them for a year, and I think they started with the 15th or the 20th that, that they did 18-month celebrations. <laughs> Disneyland 60th was uh, 15. It was 15, May yeah. to the following end of august right yeah. so, so well, i know the millennium celebration oh, at that epcot forever. Is, or the whole park i guess was yeah. from like august through like the next may or something yeah or no it was through no it was through like the next october it was through like december of the next year yeah they took it through... and then they started the hundred years of magic thing right after that yep yeah yeah yeah, they usually start it prior to when the month of the anniversary is, and then run it back through the month again the following year. So you're so you're getting like you know. Yeah, I remember that because I was at the Disney store every Saturday morning to get pins <laughs> for nice. like a year. Yeah, because they did Hundred Years of Magic pins, and they did Millennium pins, and they did whatever they did after the Hundred Years of Magic thing, and then I stopped. <laughs> And then Milford gave Because I realized I was spending way too much money on pins. <laughs> and he was running out of wall space. Right. And now He's... I have these bags full of pins that are worth absolutely nothing because I've tried to sell them and nobody wants yeah, to buy them. nobody wants them. <laughs> you just got to buy a ton of uh, cork and uh, start decorating. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm redoing my office so that I can start doing yeah. video podcasts with the agency. So uh, one of the walls is going to be a pin wall. Pin paper wall. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, I'm just glad I got to get on tonight. I, I know yeah. I've not been on very much lately. I tried to get on while I was in the park that night, but that was an utter complete disaster. Yeah. Listen, uh, riding rock and roller coasters like 10 times more important. Well, I went on like four <laughs> rides in the time you guys were on. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and we only talked and about I got, one and thing. I got my, <laughs> and I got my picture with Edna. Nice. Did you? There you yeah, go. I'll, I'll post Jealous. those. I haven't posted those to Facebook yet. Yes, please. Nice. Nice, yeah, nice. That was great. That cool. was great. So, Very all right. Nice. I'll stop there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, if Milford's going to stop, then we're all going to stop. That's it. We're going to end on a high note instead of me complaining about stuff. <laughs> We'll resume that next week. We'll find something else. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll talk to everyone next time.
follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com, where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening.